We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Monday, November the 14th, 2022. Hope you're all Doing well, Chris Phillips here of the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Welcome. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much as we begin yet another week here on TDC. I see Shullen, Chase Floyd, M. Colt, Babes and Waves, Travis Allen, Travis Lee, Todd Smith, Austin War, Rebecca, Stephen Morwell Jr., Babes and Waves, Kevin Crossland. Uh, what's going on? Appreciate you all tuning in. Also see Gad as well. Again, appreciate everyone uh, for being here, of course, it is Therapy Monday. We're back in studio, by the way, as you see. Glad to be back in studio and uh, geared up for yet another exciting week. We've also got Stephen Garcia joining us at 12.15 or so here on this Monday. Really excited to get his thoughts and everything that happened over the weekend. And, of course, guys, as always, we're taking your questions, your comments, and your calls at 843 That's 843-790-3377. Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord, head up to the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel, to be sure your questions are answered there. Guys, of course, as always, the Daily Crow, brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% deposit. To one hundred dollars with our friends at Prize Picks. Let's jump directly into the phone lines. Dave, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, man. I'm I'm hanging in there. Um, <laughs> you know, I thought. Come on, know, find some joy, Dave. Come on, babe. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, I I first predicted thirty-eight to thirteen, and then when y'all told me that there were two receivers out, I went down to twenty-four to thirteen. Um, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, at about 56 to three this week, man. Um, but what the reason, main reason why I was calling in is, um, if it is to the point now, man, where if he doesn't make a change, um, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna stall everything that he's had going. And it's gonna hurt us in the long run. Um, and if he's, I'm afraid that if he doesn't make a change immediately, I was hoping for one yesterday. Um, that a lot of people are gonna check out and not even bother about going to the game this Saturday. 
I'll take it off the air, man, and I'll see you soon. Dave, I appreciate the call, man. Thanks so much. And li listen, I think, uh, you know, I think Dave's attitude and his feelings on things, I think it's how most Gamecock fans feel today, right? Uh, this Therapy Monday. But I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this, guys. I'll tell you this. I know that I'm a South Carolina content creator, and so I'm supposed to kind of live and die with what USC does. But I, I'm just – I'm not going to allow that that nonsense that happened on Saturday to ruin my week, right? Like, if you lose by a, a last-second field goal, right, like a heartbreaking, gut-wrenching type of game, then that's one thing. But, I mean, you, you, you got you, – you, you got killed, man. You you got you got just tossed up and down the field. Just I mean, it was comical. You know, it's like I said on the podcast that dropped this morning. Go check that out if you have not. But it's it's like I said on the pod. It's like I said in post game. Like when you get beat like that, it be it, it gets to a point where it becomes comical. I mean, I mean, it becomes comical. So you know, I, I mean, I I think we all know what needs to happen. Enjoy. Yeah, we all know what needs to happen. What's going on, man? How are you? Good afternoon, everybody out there finding a little joy today. Yeah, we're we're, we're looking for the joy. I have still have not found it. If you if you do find it, please let me know. We'll find joy when Sat kicks rock. Have a good day. <laughs> Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, there you go, guys. This is uh, hey, this is you guys' time, man. It's Therapy Monday. It's Therapy Monday. We're wide open. Stephen Garcia going to join us at twelve fifteen. So. Get all your calls in you can before then. He'll probably be with us around until about 1245 or so. Uh, we'll jump into a break in the next hour, hour 10 or so. We will take all your questions, comments, calls. I see my guy Phil Harris, by the way. Shout out to Cock Rugby. I know it was a tough one against Tennessee, but still Cock Rugby having a fantastic season. Uh, and shout out to Phil. Fantastic, great, fantastic Gamecock and a great friend of mine as well. Panic Ritter says, uh, he texts in, Beamer, please grow some and fire sad or you'll become another coach. Boom. Thanks to you, Beamer, we we eat, lose, Rattler, and we are, I think he meant to say, we may lose Rattler and Bell to transfer. Only way Sat makes the pros is to create a coach on Madden. Satterfield, you're a slap dick from Panic Ritter. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, let's see. Michael says, we don't need to fire Beamer, but damn it, my confidence in him is failing. Chris, are you sure you're 110% behind Beamer and not like 100%? Uh, you know, listen, I, I, I'm 110%. Um, I'm 110%. You know, I I, I I understand it's, it's. I mean, if it was up to me, I would have gotten rid of that. I mean, it's so funny. People people tell me like man use your voice call for I'm like we have made fire sap merch guys like like what what there there's <laughs> there's only so much I can do you know so we all know what the problem is we all know what needs to happen and and I think here's the tough thing is see we don't we don't know everything going on behind closed doors so they very they very well may have made the decision already you know they they recognize hey Satterfield needs to go it's not working out it's best for all parties if we move on but we're going to let him finish off the finish off the season as OC. The problem is that is that in the meantime, in the short term, like your fan base has to just sit through it and endure it. You know what I mean? So th th that's what's tough. Like I, I have no problem. I have no problems with Beamer wanting to allow Sat to finish the year. Like I, I wouldn't do it. But I'm sure there's more layers to it, and I'm sure there's things behind closed doors that there are reasons why 
he's not making the immediate move. Like, I, I don't know, but I'm sure that there are reasons why. But it's it's just in the short term, it's just really, really tough to stomach. It, it is. And I, I will say this. I think I'd like to think there are ways that Beamer could he could address the media and talk to the fan base and acknowledge and confront these issues, you know, without throwing sat under the bus. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, all around those Saturday guys, 38 to six, you don't score an offensive point. Offense was bad. Defense was horrendous. Just bad all the way around. So. Coach Ford, what's going on? Yes, sir. How are you? For the first time ever, Coach Ford graces the airwaves. And you know what? I, I, I'm doing great here on this Monday, Coach Ford. I'm doing better, even better now. And I'll tip my cap to you, my guy. Satterfield, the slapdick. So, you called it from last year. And you know what? Uh, don't know that there's really any arguing against it after you go on the road and play one of the worst defenses in the SEC and get shut out. So, <laughs> got, got to find the guy who will spread the field. But we've got no identity. We, we don't – everybody is either run to open up the pass or pass to open the run. I don't know which one we are. Hmm. But I do know that um, Freddie Kitchens is not the answer either. Yeah. Get, get a bigger hammer to pass square yeah. peg in the round hole. Yeah, I, I, I'd prefer to not go the Freddie Kitchens route because it feels so similar to the road we've been down before, right? It's it's the lazy hire, right? Just call it for what it is. It's it's the lazy hire. So I I yeah, I'd, I'd much prefer I'd much prefer going outside, thinking outside the box a little bit, going and getting a name. Like you, I I think it's important like you have to get someone at OC that you get and and it immediately instills confidence in the fan base. It immediately instills confidence in in Carolina football. You know what I mean? You you can't go get a guy and say, "Well, it might no, it has to work." For Beamer, it has to work. And, and I and, and I was having this conversation over the weekend, and I, I stopped myself, and I was like, I hate that we're having this because I had the exact same conversation regarding the last guy, right? Like, this is the OC. It's got to work. And I'm not trying to compare Beamer and Muschamp, but, like, these conversations are very similar. And uh, But, you know, it's the truth. For Beamer, if this second OC doesn't work and the offense is still anemic and it's boring and, and uh, it, you know, if it's a swing and miss – That'll define his tenure, I think. Unfortunately, fair or unfair, it'll it'll define his tenure. So, yeah, but but I think more than more than just a new face, we got to get a new uh, somebody who has a new direction. Hopefully, Beamers learn the lesson that you got to score to win. And you know, I mean, I, you know, he he and Satterfield have never learned the lesson that they have a job right now because the guy before them failed to do the same thing they're trying to do. <laughs> leave yeah. you with that thought Chris so I can get back to work have a good day Coach Ford thank you so much for calling in my friend it was a pleasure to hear from you yeah thank you yeah man take care how about that Coach Ford I mean hey you know things you know things have gone south when Coach Ford is actually calling in calling in like he comments every day and it's, and it's like I've told, hey, I, I had a great conversation with James Reynolds this morning. I've had great conversations with Coach Ford, by the way, too. The beauty's in the banter, and it's never personal, right? Like, we can go back and forth. We can, we can you know, we can disagree vehemently. We can argue sports. We're all Gamecocks. We all bleed the garnet and black. We all want this thing to get to the same end destination. We might have different opinions on how it should get there, right? Now, in, 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 this, in this instance, I think we're all in agreement of what needs to happen, right? Like, 
you know, it, it's <laughs> recording the podcast. I, I, I'm shocked. I, you know, I'm not shocked, but I was a little surprised that I went on for like an hour. Here we go. Let's jump to the phone lines. What's going on, man? How are you? Good. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Just a quick question. I know Steve's about to get on, but yeah, I just want to know what's wrong with getting rid of Stack now and seeing what Freddie or anybody else could do for the last two games. I, I'm going to hang up and let yeah. you answer that, but I'm telling you, it's, even the players are upset. Yeah. So I'm going to hang up and listen to, to your response. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the call. Um, I, I would say this. I, I don't know what the problem is getting rid of them now. I, I, I do it. I would have done it after the Mizzou game. I, I would have cut ties after the Mizzou game. Because once you know somebody ain't the guy, you're you're just you're killing time after that, right? Like you're you're delaying the inevitable. So um I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I wish I had a better answer for you. I I don't know. My my uh, my good friend, let's see, I just got a text here. Let me see if I can find it. I think I got it up on my phone here. Uh, let's see. For some reason, I'm not seeing it. My texts are kind of kind of acting up on me a little bit here. I don't know. I don't know where that text just went. Anyways, uh, James Reynolds, nice comment. Caden Sat should be gone, and Clayton White certainly deserves a stern talking to. Yeah, I, I would say this. Outside of Justin Steph and Torian Gray and Pete Limbo, I think every every that 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 type of game on Saturday is a game where you got to take a step back and look in the mirror, right? And 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 just evaluate everything. You got to reevaluate everything. Um, every coach, every every player, everybody. You know, like like am I am I giving my absolute best? Am I giving my absolute all? for South Carolina football. Like, am I, am I, everybody's got to stop and look in the mirror and hold themselves accountable. And I think your Beamer, right? It's your staff. Like, he, he, he's got to stop and evaluate everyone. He's got to stop and evaluate everyone. Um, here we go. Travis Ward commented, coming from a parent's perspective, I think we are. Well, give me one second. We'll, we'll get to that comment in just a second. Here we go. <laughs> Hunter, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. What about you? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking what's going on. Well, me and uh, me and my sister's husband finally got into that kind of argument because uh, <laughs> me and him were watching the game and he 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 kept grabbing on and he finally got me triggered, so I had enough of that. But yeah, uh, with the whole Florida game and all, I definitely don't have my hopes up no more with the Tennessee game. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee sits right now as a twenty-one and a half point favorite, my guy. So I, you know, I uh, I normally try to be. You know, not not reveal predictions early and kind of keep it a secret, if you will, and keep people guessing. But you know, man, it's it's. Uh, I think we all know what's coming on Saturday, and and, I, and I'll tell you this: I'm excited for the weekend. I'm so excited to get to Columbia, and I think I'm gonna be coming yeah, in, yeah, sure. coming into town Friday and gonna hang out at a Fine Bomb Show on the Horseshoe and, and 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 hang out with a bunch of great Gamecocks, and then Saturday we'll be out at SEC Nation, and like I'm so excited for the day and the tailgate and the weekend and the final home game. What's unfortunate is like the actual game itself is probably like the fifth most the th the fifth thing like that down my list I'm most excited for like I I'm not necessarily looking forward to the game I I think the game will be a footnote of the weekend for me because Tennessee is going to come in and probably beat our brains in and, and I hate to say that I mean I, I but yeah. we all know what's coming I mean it, it oh, would be a true. shocker yeah. it would be a shocker uh, of epic, of epic proportions and listen that ain't that ain't me being 
negative. That no, it, this is real, bro. You just lost to Florida thirty-eight to six. Oh, like, yeah. cut, cut. Let's let's cut the, the the find some joy shit. Let's cut the sunshine pumper stuff. Like it is what it is, man. Tennessee's gonna come in. They they're on a different level than you. They're gonna whoop our ass, man. They are they are fighting for a playoff spot. They need style points. Oh, yeah. And they're going to get them. They're going to get them. I, I think Tennessee will score in the upper 40s, low 50s, maybe the 60s. I don't know, something like that. So, um, I, I, yeah. I was even talking to my dad about it, and I told him I was like, SEC Nation's going to be coming to Columbia. <laughs> he kind of said in a joking way, he was like, why? And he, he knew that we sucked. So, I mean, cause he, he's a Carolina fan, but, you know, he, he got tired of watching it because he knew that, you know, we were going to suck this year until we get better or something like that. Because he got – he's been watching it for the rest of his life. So, he, he, he gets tired of it. Yeah. I told him I told him I mean I had I had his hopes up a little bit because I mean I told him I was like I mean we got a better recruiting for next year so I mean hopefully next year we'll do a lot better than we did this year for sure indeed indeed yeah all we can do is hope my friend I mean I guess crazier things have happened so I'd love to see right. it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's all I need but my prediction for the Tennessee game it's probably like 56 to I don't know 14 or 21 that's, I mean, that sounds about right, unfortunately. So, Yeah, but I appreciate it, man. Hey, Hunter, thanks so much for the call, man. I appreciate it. We're going to get Steven Garcia on here the next minute or so. Travis Ward, though, his, his, uh, his text says, coming from a parent's perspective, I think we're seeing the residual effect from hiring coach that's having to cut his teeth like an infant and learn from his mistakes. And we are in those sleepless nights right now. They do mature up, though. Bad hires out of the gate and badly timed shots at fans are part of learning on the job, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, listen, Travis, you, you just got to hope I mean, here's the thing. Here, let's let's. Here's the thing. Winning seven last year in a bowl game, and and maybe that all kind of got us, got us, you know, out over our skis a bit in regards to thinking what the Shane Beamer era was supposed to look like. When Shane Beamer was hired, right? I said this huge roll of the dice. A guy who had never been a head coach before, right? And I, I understand, right, because this is a two-sided conversation because on one hand, folks get so pissed off and they don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear about what's well, it's going to take time to build a program and it's a process because you see what Tennessee's doing. Like, that's the one that really sticks in the side of Gamecock fans, right? Like, Josh Heupel took over the same time that Shane Beamer did, yet the results are wildly different. So... Is it that they've done something that we just have not? Were the two programs not on nearly as equal footing as we When both coaches took over? Tell me. Let's jump to the phone lines. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? How you doing, Chris? I'm, hey, Chris. I'm doing I well, man. Very, I've been pissed. Doing good. Hey, Chris, I, I, I've been pissed off, man. Let me tell you about Mark Stafford, man. He has done the same thing against Georgia, most glory, and now Florida. And he lost to up the street fans the middle. <clears throat> have we seen enough of that BS, Chris? Justin, we have indeed seen enough of that BS. The third and 16 screen passes, and yeah. Yeah, we, we have, man. I mean, it's – it's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, I mean, where would this team be without special teams? My goodness. My goodness. Thank, thank God for special teams. Thank God – for Beamer Ball, thank God for Pete Limbo. I, I just again, I don't know where we'd be without it. I mean, it's just, I don't know. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's. I, I'm beyond words, man. It's baffling what we watched Saturday. I mean, Florida is not a good team on defense. 
Florida's not good defensively. They're one of the worst in the conference, statistically. Like, teams like South Florida and others, like, put up yards on them, you know? So, it, it's, it's, it's baffling. I mean, it's just beyond words. It's fire sat. We all know, but it's just – it's so unfortunate that in the short term, Gamecock Nation, we just – we have to take the lumps. That, that, that's the unfortunate part. That's just – that's the really unfortunate part. Oh, yeah. Hey, Chris, hey, thing about Florida's defense, man, you cook past Vargas on that last Florida defense that can't, can't – he's saying about Florida because Florida's 110 in defense. Can't stop the one. Can't stop the pass. Well, you sure make it look good, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's – it's yeah. I mean, it just – couldn't do anything right. Yeah. Couldn't do anything. And, and, I, and I think that's – I think I'm most it, – it's just so disappointing – because I, I, you know, I feel like I have very, very realistic expectations. For some, painfully realistic, right? Like, and I, and I did pick eight and four. I was a slap dick. I feel like a slap dick right now for picking that. But uh, I felt like the seven and five predictions were about right in the preseason, right? This was about a seven and five team, and but you know, I, I I've. I've said all along, right? You, you got to give Beamer time. You got to give him time to stack recruiting classes on recruiting classes. It's all about depth, right? We talk to Jake Crane all the time, and he talks about it's not your first 22. It's not your first 44. It's about your first 66. It's about, it's about having competitive, real competitive depth at every single position. And the only way to get that is in recruiting, and that takes time. It takes years of recruiting. But what's so hard to stomach and I can't wrap my head around it, is this trend of late, right? Really ever since Muschamp took over. And my, my good friend Brad Crawford sent the stat over to me, and we reposted it yesterday. But 24 of the Gamecocks' last 32 losses have come by wow. two touchdowns or more. So it's like when we're losing, we're not just losing. We're getting blown out. And, and, I, and I just don't – I don't understand why it's so much of an extreme or why it's such an extreme, like why it's it's so one way or the other. I, I just – Shane Beamer's top two priorities right now, okay? Because he, he's obviously – job security's fine. We're going to a bowl game. Great, right? The sky is not falling, believe it or not. As long as the necessary changes are made, the sky's not falling. But Shane Beamer's top two priorities right now is Gamecocks head coach of this. Number one, fix the offense. That is by far the number one thing. If he doesn't fix the offense, he won't be here much longer. Fix the offense. Number two, this trend of when you play teams that even remotely have a pulse, you get blown out. Like, that's got to stop, man. That's got to stop. Because I said it back in January, how you win and how you lose, right, is important. And it's like, you look at the wins you have right now. It's like, what is your best win? You know, you've your three SEC wins came against Vandy. Who gives a damn? Kentucky just lost to Vandy. And then Texas A&M, who ain't worth yeah. shit. So it's like, and then you got three non-conference wins. So those two things, I think, are the top two parties. Obviously, there's other things to worry about, but you got to get those things fixed, man. It's, it's just such a disturbing trend that it feels like when we lose, I mean, we lose with style. We don't just, we don't lose on a last-second field goal. We, no, it, it's the game's over. At halftime, that's what it feels like, at least. So, uh, and now you got two more opportunities this season to see if, you know, I, does that trend continue? Unfortunately, it looks like it might, but uh, I don't know, man. We're we're all frustrated right now. I mean, it's you know, I, I spent an hour on the podcast today just ranting and raving and venting, and that's you know, that's 
that's where we are. So, I mean, how could you not after you get beat 38 to 6? So, it, it is what it is. Yeah, hey, Chris. I got something if I leave. Hey, Chris. Yeah. If you look at Vanderbilt, man, you see him at four months, too, and pull the, the sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, nah, it's Mark Stoops kind of kind of played himself with that. Everybody's doing the sunglasses thing. So, Justin, we've got a, we got Steven Garcia waiting in the back. Man, I, I appreciate you calling in. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. We're going to go ahead and uh, and get Steven on. But, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you calling in. All right. Take care, brother. Go Gamecocks. Yeah, go Cox, man. Appreciate it. Uh, great stuff, man. Obviously, phone lines ringing off the hook, guys. I'm going to go ahead and close up the phone lines. Uh, of course, before we get Steven on, his segment every single week is brought to you by our friends over at Rebel Rabbit. And I want to tell you about them, guys. Rebel Rabbit is a new seltzer company out of Greenville, South Carolina, right here in the upstate. It's not just another hard seltzer, though. Rebel Rabbit is an alcohol-free, THC-infused high seltzer. Yes, THC infused. All of Rebel Rabbit's high seltzers are infused with just enough Delta 8 or Delta 9 THC that'll open your mind to an entirely new drinking experience. I actually tried one of the Delta 9s last night. Felt pretty good. It was nice. It's it's a good feeling. I actually really enjoy the Rebel Rabbits after I learned my lesson the first go around in regards to managing my how how much I drink, if you will, or just how much I take, or the wild hair versus the mild hair. My guys over there at Rebel Rabbit hooked me up, and especially after the game on Saturday. Who didn't need a Rebel Rabbit or two to chill out and relax? With only six grams of sugar and all natural, natural organic flavoring, it's a light, refreshing social tonic that helps you cut back on the booze but not on funds. So whether you drink alcohol a lot, a little, none at all, Rebel Rabbit is the perfect replacement or alternative guys follow the rabbit for a better way to booze on instagram at drink rebel rabbit that's at drink rebel rabbit or visit their online store at drinkrebelrabbit.com. you can check out their store locator to find the closest rabbit hole near you or you can order online have it shipped directly to your door and again we appreciate our friends at rebel rabbit for their love and support and speaking of rebel rabbit there's one right here on the screen again like i said steven after that game this weekend we all could have used uh a rebel rabbit or four to uh to relax and calm the nerves a bit my friend i appreciate you taking the time as always though what's going on uh, yeah, man, as as frustrated as everybody else is, man, it's, it was a it was a tough weekend for sure. Yeah, the, you know the irony, Stephen. I was thinking about this before you came on. Is that I a couple of weeks ago? It wasn't last week, but a couple of weeks ago, we talked about that that fifty six to six loss to Florida and how you yeah. were talking about like you know just throw the tape away, burn it. You know you can't learn anything. And it's like that game Saturday was pretty similar to that kind of game where it's just like 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 you're watching as a fan at least, and you're like, I mean, you just. It becomes comedic. It, it just it becomes funny. You're like, this is, it's laughable. I mean, you can't even get mad anymore. You're so out of the game. <laughs> you, you can definitely still get mad. I can right. promise you that. Right. Um. But yeah, man, that's, I that was that was a very frustrating effort. Uh, as I'm sure everybody can 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 attest to that. You know, everybody saw the saw the product on the field. It just it almost looked like we didn't want to be there. But you know, as as I can I can promise you this, like these guys are fighting their ass off. I mean, nobody's going on to the, to the swamp or anywhere else for that matter. And like, just like to who gives a shit, we're just going to go out there and play. Like these guys are out there for a reason. They want to go out there and play. They want to go out there and play well and, you know, ultimately win the game. But that was, that was as abysmal as I've seen um, our offense. At least that was, that was tough to tough to watch. <laughs> and, and I agree with you, Steven, you know, I, I think watching from afar, there's sometimes a misconception, you know, it's always a dangerous thing when you say like, Oh, you know, they weren't trying or they don't care. And it's like, you're not in the locker room. Like that's a dangerous yeah. thing, right? To question effort and want to when you're not like in somebody's mind, in somebody's heart. Like you have no idea. But For there's sure. obviously a disconnect, and there was a disconnect offensively, right? <sighs> when you watch that performance, 
I mean, Florida came in, man. They couldn't stop anybody. I mean, South Florida went up and down the field on them. And you, you just – an anemic performance. A, anemic. Uh, nothing worked. Run game, pass game. I, I thought Rattler was, was efficient. When you look at the numbers in regards, he didn't turn the ball over. But just nothing worked, man. I mean, I mean, where do you start? When you, when you look at it, was, was there one thing that went wrong? Was it a bunch of things that went wrong? Like, like, where do you even begin when you look at an offensive performance like that? I think you throw away the t- – uh, just like I said, with you know, in regards to the 2000, what was it eight game, the 56 six, you just kind of throw that shit away. Um, I, I don't feel like these guys are going to learn anything from that game. I, I you just don't. Um, you don't benefit from it. You, if anything, you just get more embarrassed. So that's one thing that you know I appreciated Coach Furrier doing was just literally just like we're not watching that tape at all. Like as far as I'm concerned, that game did not happen. So I did appreciate that, but um, yeah, man, it was. I, I can't think of anything that went that went right, um, other than the, the fake, you know, punt. Uh, that was that was the highlight of the game for our <laughs> offense. It came on special teams. It's just it's frustrating, dude. I mean, you know, I was sitting there playing golf with Trey Burton, um, you know, and a bunch of the Gator guys, and yeah, it was there was nothing but shit talking going on. And it's like, man, like what, I can't say anything, man. This is this is tough to watch. Yeah, it's it's thank goodness for Beamer Ball. Who knows where we'll be without it. How surprised are you, Stephen? That because again, you know, it's it's interesting. You I mean you played for a head coach that he he didn't need much of an excuse to yank you, right? Like if if you threw one errant pass, he he was more than willing to. Uh, let's oh, get somebody sure. else out there for draft. How are you surprised at all that? I yes. mean, in a thirty-eight to six game, Spencer Rattler still going out, and I know Dak Joyner got some snaps, and and I thought he actually looked pretty good. Like he was kind of electric back there, but like there really isn't another quarterback seeing snaps. And I'm certainly not leading the charge here on this Monday, like bench Rattler, play somebody else. I mean, there's two games left. I feel like you, I, I don't know, but like, I just can't believe like, dude, I mean, what do you have to lose? Like, That's, and I, you know, I guess if Luke Doty, you don't want to burn the red shirt, fine. But like, how about some of these young quarterbacks you've recruited? I mean, why not? Like there, there's, <laughs> there, there's nothing to lose. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't fully understand it. Um, to hell with the red shirt. I mean, shit. We, yeah. we got to. I mean, I had a conversation with uh, the quarterback from Harvard, Charlie Dean. Um, I had a conversation with his dad, and you know, we're just sitting there talking. It's like you get you. The only way you're going to get better is live fire. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get better. You know, in practice and just playing against the same guys every single day, and you know, not having live fire shot at you. I mean, you you're going to get better in the game. So, I, I think to hell with the red shirt. Um, you know, I'm not a guy that's going to say bench the starting quarterback, but we got there's got to be another option. There's got to be something else to go on. Uh, and, and as you said, Coach Burry wouldn't hesitate to pull him out in, in the blink of a blink of an eye. So, you know, and it's and it's it's frustrating having that you know kind of pressure on. You know, you're always looking over your back shoulder to see if you're going to get pulled out or not. But something's got to give, man. So I, I I'm speechless. I really I don't. I'm just like everybody else. I don't I don't know what the hell to say. I don't know what the hell to do. What to think. Um, but I mean, there's there's got to be something some sort of change. Yeah, I, I look back at Spurrier, and sometimes I think he maybe he enjoyed it. You know, maybe maybe he was like taking it out on his players. For maybe there was a coach that kept yanking him in and in and out, in and out of games, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my guys feel that too." I don't know. Anyways, no, we we don't have to go back down that road. We we've talked about the Arkansas game before that I was at, and just in and out, in and out, just like make it, it work, brutal. boys. It was awful, absolutely awful. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> What a life. Anyways, I, I want to ask you this, man. Two weeks ago, obviously, we made it a point to bring this up. And uh, Jaheim Bell getting zero touches, right? That that was a problem. Or zero targets, I should say. That was a problem. Right. 
What are your thoughts on the way they're using him now? Because I kind of feel like, is he getting touches now? Yes. But it's almost like, to me, it's like a, it's like a putting a, to, to quote Morgan Wallen, putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole, right? Like, right. you're not really solving the problem. You're just like, oh, let's just stick him at running back. And right. it's like, I know you want to get him involved, but like, it, you know what I mean? Like, what, what are your thoughts on the way they're using him? Like, you have other guys on the roster that actually play the running back position. Like, I still don't think you're really getting the best out of him. And I, I just, I don't understand our obsession with wanting to just run the ball at the middle. Just up the middle at a 420 pound defensive tackle. Like, I, I, I don't get that. Like, no, I, I, no. Um, I mean, I understand, like, we, you know, like everybody's been talking, we want to get him the ball. Um, but we want to get him the ball in space. You know, I, I going up the middle against that defensive line. I mean, Florida's got some, some, some big ass defensive linemen guys. Uh, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not a, a bunch of slap dicks in there. So why we weren't running the ball up the middle with him is, is, there's a lot of baffling, a lot of, a lot of questionable things. But again, I'm not in a locker room. I'm not, I don't want to bash anybody, but so as I, I'm just going to keep saying it. Something's got to, there's got to be some sort of change. Something's got to give eventually. Um, or people are just, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not up there, so I don't know. But I mean, I, I can sense that some of the stuff that I'm seeing on social media just, you know, it's, it's starting to pile up and it's starting, people are starting to call for Beamer now. So, you know, some, something's got to change. Otherwise, you know, his name's going to be on the chopping block, at least. At least that's the kind of feeling that I'm getting reading from yeah. social. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Stephen, I, I'll ask you this, and again, I'm, I'm certainly not asking you. Never have I have I done so, or will I ever asking you to directly throw someone under the bus? But you know, I, I bring you on here because I, I really do appreciate you know your football insight. You see things that the common fan and even myself don't see during a game. The way things happen, you know, formations, plays, what a quarterback seeing. When you watch this team, and again, you watch on Saturday, like you said, burn the film, what can you learn? But, I mean, do you feel like more often than not, it is an execution issue? Do you feel like it's more of a you're scratching your head, why did we call that issue? Is it a mix of both? Like, it's just, is there just anything that stands out from the offense that, that's a little bit puzzling to you uh, and is leading to just such poor results? Because, obviously, there's talent on that side. I mean, we may not be Tennessee or – should be the number one offense in the country. But, I mean, there are some talented football players on that side of the ball. They get shut out against Florida, a, a defense that really isn't, isn't worth a damn. It, it's just right. – it's, it's beyond right. comprehension. So, like, is there anything that you find yourself during a game that you're like, this schematically doesn't make sense? Or, God, he should have made this play, missed a wide-open guy. Is it a mix? Like, like, is there anything standing out when you're watching I, the game? I think it's a mix. And I think you brought it up, uh, you know, earlier in the season, talking about, you know, what is our identity as an offense? Fuck, I don't. I don't know. Does anybody, I don't think anybody knows. Um, and I think that's just the inconsistency of everything. You know, uh, it's, it is, it's the whole, the whole thing is, is head scratching. And uh, I, I don't know. I, it's, I know I say, I don't know a lot right now because I just don't, I don't know if anybody does. Um, I'm not in the locker room uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to bother the guys that are in the locker room right now. Cause you know, they're, they're going through the shit right now, as you can imagine. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, we just don't have an identity. It's it's one week we're throwing the ball in the air. We're getting guys in, you know, the ball, Jaheim Bell, we're getting them in space. The next week we're, you know, handing the ball up the middle. Uh, I, I it, It's it's perplexing. You know, I understand that, you know, you, you game plan for certain, you know, teams based on, you know, their uh, their talent level at certain positions. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, our, our game planning so far has kind of been um, shitty, to say the least. Uh, at least in my opinion, an onlooker, an onlooker looking in. Uh, yeah, yeah the, the identity crisis is, it's tough right now. Yeah. 
I mean, I just from from my vantage point, Stephen, it feels like to me that you know, and, and I could be totally wrong here, but and, and and Sat said it, going off of what he said and what I've seen. I mean, it feels like he wants the identity to be. And granted, again, I I don't think obviously we only have two regular season games left, and I, I don't know how many more games he has in his role. But like, I think he wants the identity to be in a perfect world. He would have these big physical, like the best offensive line in the country, and we're just able to run it at will. And 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 and, and like, I understand that. But again, as you know, Stephen, you got to coach for the ones you got, not the ones you That's, want. And right. and it's like, I so I understand. But at some point, like, you got to stop trying to put a square peg in a round hole, like. I mean, if if you can't if that can't be your identity, running for two seventy five, passing for two twenty five, like maybe you've got to change in your mind what the what you want the identity to be. You, you, you just can't keep trying to like force it because I think I see what he wants. Yeah, and it's why that during his tenure or over these past two years, when Carolina's run the football at will, the offenses look great. But it's like, right. well, well, no kidding. Like every offense looks great when you can run the ball at will because it opens everything else up. A hundred percent. You know, but but when you can't run it, well, you can't just say, "Well, we, you know, we just got shut down." It's like, no, nah, I mean, we we need to make an adjustment. Like, right. <laughs> so I, that's just from my vantage point. There's certain teams you can run the ball against, and there's other teams right. that you can't run the ball against, and that's just what it is. That's that's uh that's life in the Serengeti, as uh as they say. So, dude, I it's it it is baffling. It, it's it it's tough to uh it's tough to be a fan when you're when you're you know watching these games. And I, I saw what you were saying earlier. What was it? Twenty-four of thirty-two games. Twenty-four been- of the last thirty-two losses. South Carolina has lost those games by fourteen or more points. Yeah, that's and that's and you know seventy-five percent of the last thirty-two. You've we lost talked them. about that earlier um, in the season. It's you know, are we competitive? Are we just getting our asses whipped? And you know, obviously the stats show that we've the games we've lost seventy-five percent of the time we get our asses whipped. You know, it's it's frustrating for sure. Um, so I I don't it's. I know I'm saying I don't know a lot, man, and it, it is yeah. it's tough to uh, it's tough to yeah. try to diagnose. No, I mean, listen, I I I, I feel you, man, because it's like you come out of a game like that, and you're just like, I, I mean, what is there to say? Like you said, it's almost just like burn the tape and keep it moving. I mean, you can learn nothing, damn near. And now, uh, now we got Tennessee, who's what the hell they, they just put up <laughs> fucking points. Yeah. Um. So I mean, who knows? You know, maybe we'll maybe we'll show some pride and and win the game. I don't I don't know, but. Yeah. Having that kind of effort we had Saturday, uh, that was that was tough. I, it's, yeah. It could get real ugly on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, and again, burn the tape defensively, Stephen. Did, did you did you see any? You know, I I expected, I felt confident in Florida all week because I thought, hey, Vandy just pushed you around. Realistically, Florida's going to be able to run the ball. That's their strength. Three hundred and seventy-four yards. I didn't see that coming, my guy. No, <laughs> like I my god. But you know that's 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 how you get your ass whipped, man. When you just give up that kind of amount of yards rushing, it's you know that's 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 what Tebow did to us, man. In the fifty-six to six, I mean, they literally just ran the ball, handed it off to Percy Harvin. He's running for ninety yards. It's just, it was uh it was like watching a freaking track meet, man. It's it sucks. Um, but yeah, anytime you can run the ball at will, it you have you have a uh, you have a very high chance of of whipping somebody's ass. Yeah, you're a quarterback guy, Stephen. What do you think of uh, Anthony Richardson? I'm just curious your thoughts on him. I, I think he's a hell of an athlete, man. Um, great player. Uh, I, I I really like his uh, his off the field demeanor, man. I, I, I wasn't really sure. Um, you know, I, I didn't really believe all the hype at, at first, and you know, getting a chance to see him more in depth uh, throughout the year. Uh, the guy's a hell of a player. Got a, one of the stronger arms in the SEC. Um, and you know, I think it's pretty cool that you know he's he after the games and 
after all that, he, you know, goes and stays with his mom. You know, he's like, you know, fans, fans will turn on you in a freaking New York minute, as, as, as I am very well aware of. Um, you know, they love you one minute, then you throw a couple picks and or you lose the game and then it's, it's all over. So, um, you know, and I, and I, Jonathan Odom is a tight end over there. Um, you know, he's the Tampa guy and, you know, I kept keeping contact with him and they, 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 everybody's got nothing but positive things to say about him. So that's when you have a, when you have a guy like that in the locker room, you know, that's, that's a good, uh, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. And speaking of that, Steven, you know, it's crazy, you know, just talking about the quarterback position. I mean, certainly you felt that, um, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story, by the way, side note, I, I was what, this is obviously way before TSUS, you know, I was just like a 20 year old fan, whatever. I was a Garcia guy. I was a Garcia defender until the Auburn game. And then, and then I didn't, t- I just said, I just said, I, I walked out of the stadium. I'll never forget. I walked out of the stadium with my buddy after that Auburn game. And I was, he was like, what do you think about Garcia? And I was like, I just, I got nothing, man. I'm, I'm hurt. I'm hurting. So I apologize. I, I just, it is, <laughs> but I did what, not, I did not slander your name. I just remember being like, I, I got nothing, bro. I, I don't yeah. know. What can I say? I, hey, I will say this though. That Auburn game 2011, I thought we got jobbed at the end. There should have been one second on the clock. We should have got to kick a field goal to try to win it. Just for saying, sure. Just saying. Sure. Got jobbed. Got jobbed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> just funny. But it also reminds me too, man. Like, I'll never forget like Connor Shaw, dude. Like, everybody looks back at Connor Shaw now, like, he's the GOAT. He's the greatest. And, Dude, I remember up until 2013 Mizzou, the miracle comeback, there were people on a weekly basis calling for Dylan Thompson to take his job. Oh, I know. Weekly. But people forget that. But, like, literally, oh, Thompson's the better passer. Like, Shaw runs too much. He, like, bro, I mean, it's crazy. Dude, no matter what, no matter how good you are, you you can't, you know, you can't make everybody happy. The, the backup quarterback, That's always most popular guy. So. 100%. 100%. And unfortunately, that's just that's just the way it is. Uh, but yeah, man, it's I I don't know I don't know if it is what are they going to do as far as are they just going to stick with Rattler till till well and that led me to this man you know because I think now we got two regular season games left I I, I want to get your take on this and I, and I know it's kind of tough because it'll be his decision and Beamer's decision and you know it, it's it's not like we're making this decision but I think there's a good chance he's your starting quarterback again next year, Stephen. I mean, maybe there's maybe there's vast improvement from and, this year. And, and yeah, maybe it's under a different OC, but like, you know, I just I wonder how folks would you know feel about it. I mean, I you know, I guess we'd find out whose fault it really was, right? I, yeah, I, yeah. You know, <laughs> we will we'll find out. We'll find out a lot here in the next yeah. uh, next two games for sure. And yeah, I mean, I uh, I'm trying to think. You know, what what are we projected bowl wise? Are we projected to go? There's anywhere? a lot of yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we're going to a bowl. There's a lot of different projections. I mean, I saw this morning Texas Bowl. I've seen uh you know Music City Bowl, which Nashville. I'd love that. I'd absolutely yeah. love that. Think a Florida Bowl game is probably out of our uh, out of the realm of possibility unless we win one of the last two, which you know we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're definitely going bowling. But uh, you know. We'll, we'll find out. I mean, there's a bunch of different projections right now, but, and I, I just think it's interesting, man. I mean, a lot can change. So I, you know, it's, it's, you can speculate, but it's hard to know exactly what guys are thinking. But I mean, I just can't imagine Rattler is, is seriously considering going to the draft. I mean, I, I know the way guys scout players and like Rattler's a guy that he goes to the combine, right? He's going to put up great numbers. He's got a great arm. Like, but I just find it hard to believe dude that he's, you know what I mean? Like, or maybe he says the hell with this. I'm I'm out of you know Columbia. I, there's there's infinite possibilities, man. It, there's a lot a lot to be uh, a lot to find out over these next you know two regular season games and the, the bowl games. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. Like I said, we'll, we'll find out a lot more here uh, shortly. Yeah. Now, when you let's let's move to Tennessee, Stephen. When, when you look at the Volunteers, let's talk about a fun offense. Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt. They might get they, they might be getting Cedric Tillman back. You know, it's crazy. Folks don't think about this, right? They just think about the Tennessee run game. But I was thinking, I, I was listening to a, uh, you know, some other folks talk about this game. You realize Tennessee runs the ball more than they throw it. Great teams can run the ball. So they actually run the ball more than they throw it on average, right? It, I mean, it's very close. They're very balanced, but it, it all starts. And I think even Kirby Smart said it. They're so hard to stop because they run the ball so well, right? It opens up everything else. But when you talk about Josh Heupel's offense and their success and everybody's trying to look and like, you know, I feel like many people are going to try to copy their, 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 uh, what they built there. Right. But it's right. You just, all you hear is it's so simple. Like, like it's just so simple. I mean, when you look at Tennessee, I don't know how much you've been able to watch the volunteers, but um, I mean, I'm sure it's a blast for a guy like you, who's a quarterback oh. guy, an offense guy. And like, you just see this high flying offense. What do you see from Tennessee offensively that makes them so good? They, I, I, it's kind of wild, man. I feel like their receivers <laughs> are always just wide ass open. I, I, I it, it's, it's kind of baffling. I mean, Hendon Hicker, I mean, Hendon Hooker is, is legit pastor, man. He's, I didn't realize how old he was, but I mean, the guy's, the guy's legit. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's a, it's hypo's got those receivers just wide ass open. I mean, you know, he's making some accurate throws, but for the most part, guys are just, just hanging out, man, just ready to catch the ball. So that's kind of what I've seen uh, the majority of the games that I've have watched, you know, I watched the Georgia game, obviously. And then I watched them play against Alabama, which was a phenomenal game, but uh, yeah, man, we, <laughs> we're going to have our hands full this, uh, this Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, Steven, I, you hate to go into a ball game with, with little to no hope or little right. to no expectations. But, man, I mean, it's just after you get beat the way you did. I mean, dude, Tennessee just put up 66 on Mizzou, who's one of the best defenses in the conference. And that's that's what's – that's what <laughs> Like, what? Like, I mean, God. Yeah. And they, and they need the style points for the playoff. You're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, the, the odds they come in sleepwalking are pretty much zero. Like, they're, they're going to be coming in – Looking to prove a point, like you know. Oh, they, so. you best believe they're going to try to put up sixty plus on us yeah. again. That's 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 going to be their goal. You know, the, the remaining of the years, they're just going to try to pile on points. Which don't blame them. Yeah. Well, we won't spend too much time then talking about that game. I want to ask you about, like you mentioned, right? Uh, I think what's so interesting right now is we're not behind closed doors, like you mentioned. Like like things could have already been decided for the betterment of the program that have not been released to the public yet. But the tough thing is in the short term, fans have just got to sort of grin and bear it. And, you know, I'm still, you know, obviously I'm 110% behind Shane Beamer and believing what he's doing. That doesn't mean he's immune from any and all criticism, right? You're in that position. You're going to hear it. It is what it is. Yep. People get frustrated. I mean, that's what you want. You, you don't want to coach for a team and a fan base that doesn't give a shit. You want to coach for a fan base that's up in arms and is passionate and is, you know, it, it, it just, it is what it is. The beauties and the banters, I say. Um, I, I believe in Shane Beamer, but I, I, I do believe also like some of the decisions he has coming up and he's a young coach and I think we need to give him the opportunity, right. To make the adjustments and make the decisions, but there's going to be some decisions upcoming, Steven, that are most certainly going to shape, you know, I, I think of, and I can't recall every single move he made, but people just think of Steve Spurrier, right. And, and I'm not trying to compare Shane Beamer and Steve Spurrier in any way, but they think of Steve Spurrier and they just think of him. He had a great staff. Like, yep. he had an elite staff. When he brought in Sean Elliott, that was a game changer. Like, yep. there were different guys. When he brought in Shane Beamer, that was a game changer in recruiting. 
Like he brought in different defensive guys. Brought in Brad Lawing, game yep. changer. Like there, he had an and I and I think so. I think that's going to be Beamer's one of his biggest challenges early on is just building that elite staff around 100%. him, right? Because he, he's not going to shoulder all this and do it on his own. He's a rookie head coach. He's learning on the go. And I don't see him as being a guy that wants to be the guy that's having to call the plays. Like, he wants to be the CEO, the culture builder, the facilitator, the fundraiser, the, you know, again, the CEO of the company. And he wants to allow his assistants to do their thing, which is why I'd imagine play calling duties haven't been shifted. He hasn't taken them himself. Like, he's going to let Sat do his thing, at least till season's end. But I, I, I'll be intrigued, man. I'm, I'm giving Shane Beaver the opportunity to make adjustments, and I trust that he will. But there's going to be some decisions upcoming, Stephen, that I, I think most certainly are going to shape the future of his tenure here. For sure. And and to piggyback on that, uh, you know, Coach Burry back then, I mean, that was the late 2000s or mid-2000s. You know, it wasn't the immediate success rate that, that fans and players want right now. Everybody wants to win right now, you know, today. They want to win. They don't give a shit about the future. They want to win right now. Um, and I think back, uh, back when coach Furrier was, was coaching us, I don't, I feel like he got a lot more leeway, um, so to speak with, you know, sometimes you'd have a shitty offense and I just read somebody's comments. It took Spurrier, you know, six years to have a winning record in the SEC. So, I mean, that's, that's a long time. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we can, we can give coach Beamer the, the benefit of the doubt, but as you mentioned, something's, something's got to change. Otherwise there's going to be a change at the, at the CEO position. So that's just, that's just my gut feeling at least. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, to your point, Stephen, you are right. And because I've been someone since Beamer was hired, I looked at it as, hey, you know what? We got to allow Shane Beamer to grow as a head coach. I think it should be a minimum five-year thing. Like, really, get, you know, you're rolling the dice here. Like, you, you know, you got to think his his year six through ten for Beamer, he's going to be a better head coach than he was years one through five, right? Like, he's literally learning on the job. But I also understand fans' frustration where it's like you see Tennessee, you see TCU, you see some other teams that, like, they're having success so fast, you know? Right. It's, happen it's happening so quickly, especially Sorry, the Tennessee man. thing. I think that's one of the ones that, that really hurts. So, um, my, phone, uh, my phone was on 2%. So oh, you're good. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, I 100% I agree. Um you know, I know they're, I know they're, they're friends and all that stuff. And, you know, Seth was in the, uh, the wedding and all that, but you know, sometimes it's a, it's a business decision. So you gotta, uh, you gotta figure that out and, you know, kind of in a hurry. Yeah, no doubt. Steven, I appreciate you taking the time, man. It's always a pleasure. Uh, last thing I, you know, I, I know for you, every opponent, you look forward to kicking their ass, but you had some fun ones against Tennessee, man. You got any good memories in, in Rocky top or just playing against the Vols or anything specifically? Cause again, when you were there, um, you know, y'all were beating their ass. So yeah, those are some. Fun I will games. say this: we uh we did get our ass beat in Knoxville. Um, oh, that was the Kiffin blackout game. The yeah. Kiffin blackout. Oh nine, right? Oh nine, I think, or was it a, no? Oh eight. I think it was oh eight. Yeah. yeah, I think it was either oh eight or oh nine. But yeah, they only got us one time. But yeah, man, they uh they beat our ass pretty good that uh yeah, that, night. that was the black jerseys. No, it, it was oh eight because oh nine I recall specifically because that was my or no it it was uh. I don't know, bro. I'm all twisted. I just know the other one was the Stony Woodson pick six game. Yeah, the 08, that was 09, because the 08 game, that was the Stony Woodson pick six. We wore black jerseys. Don't ask me how I remember all these details, but I remember I was at a baseball <laughs> tournament watching in a hotel room. Yeah, I, and, and we kicked their ass. That, that was Phil, because that was the last year of Phil Fulton. That's right. In 08. Yep. In 08. Yep. And then 09 was Kiffin, Halloween, black jerseys. Yeah. And that, that was the comeback, right? We were down like 28 to three, and Corey Boyd went off, right? I think in yep. the second half. Yep. 
Yeah, no, we uh, we definitely came back, but uh, that is still that was ugly. That was that was Halloween night yeah. too. Yeah, and then it was 20, it was yeah. a fun night when we got home. I could tell you that. <laughs> and then of course, 2010, you and Alshon just just all over the Tennessee defense. Fun times. Yeah, fun times. Stephen, always a pleasure, my man. I appreciate you taking the time. Looking forward to doing it again next week. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be in Columbia on Thursday morning. So beautiful. I'll be in Columbia Friday. Let's link up for sure. Cool. You got. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you got a, You got a bunch of events going on. You got a bunch of different things you're doing. Yeah, I'm a, so once I get the itinerary, I'll uh, I'll shoot it over to you so you can uh, shoot on over and uh, we'll do something. Yeah, man, we'll do it. I, I I'm looking forward to it, man. I appreciate you. Absolutely, man. We'll see y'all later. Yeah, man. Take care. See. You. Roach King out. Stephen Garcia bringing the heat as always, and guys, as you can tell, he's just as frustrated as we are, right? He, he he's just as frustrated as we are. Uh, and you know, I, I appreciate Stephen always keeping it real and keeping it a buck and and bringing the heat and bringing the noise and. Appreciate you guys tuning into it. Guys, we're going to go ahead and jump into our first break. But on the other side, hey, we got nothing but your questions, your comments, and your calls on this Therapy Monday. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Seven here on this Monday, November the 14th. Guys, the phone lines are open. Would love to hear from you. Just watched a clip from, uh, just watched a clip from Josh Pate talking about the offense over the weekend and uh, the game itself. And, you know, he, he him, him saying that a, a change is needed. And again, we, we all know, you know, we all know uh, as the as the man who has dropped fire sat merch, I can assure you that I I, I know I know, um, you know it, it's you can look at it one of two ways, right? Like it's it's on one hand, it's just such a shame because with a good offense, right? With with an, with an average offense, with an average offense, this is a team that could be, you know, could be what seven and three, eight and two, even God forbid, right? This is a team that would have won at least one or two more games with an average offense. But on the flip side, I look at it, I'm just like, I, I don't know how we won six. Like, I, I I genuinely, looking at this season, I don't know how we won six games. I don't. I don't know how we've won six games. Thank God for Beamer Ball. I mean, where, where are we? Without without Beamer Ball, without Kai Kroger, without Tonka Hemingway, without Dak Joyner on Saturday. Granted, that didn't really mean anything, but still, like, where are we without Beamer Ball? It's it's a miracle that we've won six games. Let's see. Uh, James Reynolds says, we got a lot of comments. Austin Gersh says, Beamer's going to be a 6-6 six and six coach for years to come. Um, Eric, after this weekend of full college play, Kentucky losing to Vandy, ain't having a losing trick of five games. Is Carolina really better than last year's team? I, I don't, I, you know what's bad? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I don't think that, I don't think this team is all that much better. T- more talented, yes. I don't think we're all that much better, though. I, I really don't. Um. <laughs> yeah, I got a text. By the way, I won't. I won't say who uh, who sent it in. But 
my my guy Alex McGrath SEC East Championship pick. Um, yeah, not great. <laughs> Cocky Twan says Shane is not the guy. Chris, okay, so, so Cocky Twan, so Cocky Twan is off the Shane Beamer, off the Shane train. You're you're off Beamer ball. Cocky Twan officially off Beamer ball. Is that right? James Kendall says going to be the shortest Gamecock Christmas list podcast ever. Yeah, for those of you that don't uh, either don't know or don't remember or what have you, yeah, when it, when it comes to the week of Christmas, I think I normally drop it like on Christmas Eve or December 23rd or something like that, but I do like a Gamecock fans uh, Christmas wish list. And yeah, it could, it could literally just be one thing. Just dear Santa, fire Satterfield and bring me a competent OC that can get our offense going. That's it. That's all I want. Yep, just sum it in five seconds and be done with it, right? Be an easy podcast to tune into. So, um, Jacob E says, we won f- six games by timely injuries and some teams just completely falling apart. Austin Greer says, Napier would have done more with this team. My guy James Reynolds says, a team capable of winning four games in a row, a team capable of beating good teams, and the pathetic meter is at an all-time high right now. This is borderline 2020-esque football play right now. It's crazy. He also says, only if we allow this to be acceptable, many feel that 6-6 six and six is a good year for Carolina. Sure doesn't feel very good right now, does it? James, I, I, I will just say this, though. I, I agree with you. We're trying to change the culture still. We're trying to change the expectation level. I, I would say this, taking a step back and, and taking my garnet and black off and just looking at this thing for what it is. I mean, this is a very typical, if you look at the history of South Carolina football, this is a very typical year of South Carolina football. It is. Whether you like it or not, it is. You know, I'm not saying it should be accepted. I'm not saying it should be embraced. I'm not saying it should be a parade be thrown, but it is. It it is. It is a typical year. And again, guys, my thing is this. My thing is this. Even if you had found a way to get to seven and five, even if you had, right? I picked eight and four. I really genuinely thought the offense was going to take a step forward. I, I really did. Um, I mean, you know, because we, we were talking about over the summer, you know, what's a what's a success? Hold on, somebody just let's see. Wow, Gamecocks and Clemson get the noon kickoff on ABC. Wow, noon game for Clemson. Hmm. Well, that can happen when you look like you have. So, Frank, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, my brother, how you making out? I'm doing well, my friend. I appreciate you asking. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, you you and Steve crushed that whole Jaheim Bell situation. Uh, you know, the mismanagement after the pressure to put him in, to take a wide receiver, turn tight end, playing him at running back. When you got guys on the roster, on that team, on scholarship, playing that position. You know, so, uh, I mean, that's like the first – yeah, you guys definitely, you Steve, get that right on the head. Yeah, I mean, it just, again, it just, it feels like a, a, a temporary fix to a problem that's bigger, right? You're not really even solving the, the issue. You're just trying to, in the short term, make people feel better, I guess. But, you know, no, nah, I, yeah, I, I think, nah. I think, I think it, 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 it feels like the move. It's a, it's a panic move that, that, a, that an inexperienced, unqualified OC would make. That's what it feels like to me. So, 
Yeah, I, I think you're right on that. I mean, you know, you know, I watched the. I'm sure, like you, I watched a whole ton of games uh, this weekend, probably 20, 25 different games, and like the product that we have out on the field doesn't look like football. I mean, I, I don't know what you want to call it. You know, every drive or every set of downs, we're looking for a miracle to make the first down. You know, uh, it's just it's just uncomfortable to watch at this point. Mm. Yeah, I mean, no, nothing about nothing about uh, Saturday was comfortable. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think yourself, uh, myself, and yourself are going to be down in the uh, stadium this weekend, and yeah. you know, Tennessee is going to come down and they're going to take the brake pedal out of the car. Uh, you know, they're going to put that thing in gear. They're going to put their foot down, and uh, you know, they're going to put a lot of points on the board. Um, so we might as well get those running backs in there and see what they can do and maybe try to defend against, I don't know, something. Uh, you know, you want to you want to hope that that we can show some spark and maybe go into a bowl game and get a win. But uh, I, I think in the long term, you know, this is my last point. In the long term, you know, six and six is going to wear out pretty quickly, you yeah. know, if, if that's the case in year three. Uh, and again, I'm behind. I'm ashamed being a guy, man. Uh, you know, but I, I think now at this point, it's just not as sloppy to keep Satterfield till the end of his contract. You know, uh, it's just going to be a less messy deal if we keep him until the end of his contract, and then he'll maybe go their separate ways. I mean, I feel so bad for Spencer Rattler being in this program. Um, I think he's a great, great offensive weapon that he's just, you know, you're not, we're not using him right. Yeah, I, I'd agree 110%, my friend. No, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, I, and I do agree. I think six and six seasons will, uh, <laughs> they'll get old fast. They'll get old very fast, especially if you're getting, you're getting blown out. You're getting worked in the other six games. Yeah, we're not, you know, uh, you saw games yesterday where, where Navy is, is, is losing by three. You know, it's another game. We're not losing games by three. Like, we're winning the games we're supposed to win, and then we're getting destroyed uh, on every other, you know, game. So, I mean, that's not that encouraging. But, you know what? Give them a chance. Give them a couple of years. But, you know, six and six is not going to cut it. You know, year three, year four, forget it. Um, well, I'm going to leave you at that. I'll get back to your business. Nice work, my friend. Have a good day. I'll see you down Saturday. Absolutely, Frank. I appreciate it, man. Look forward to seeing you on Saturday. All right. Yeah, man. Take, take, take care. Great stuff. Guys, you see Kelsey Quarles commenting. Friend of the show, Kelsey, if you'd like to call in, man, phone lines are open. Uh, he says, Beamer's got to quit being nice to these boys and put his foot in somebody's ass. Yeah, I mean, listen, like Frank said, six and six is going to get old really fast. By the way, in case you missed it, uh, Carolina Clemson is a noon kickoff. Noon kickoff at Clemson next weekend. So, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I'm actually, I'm actually glad. I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. It's a noon game. Um, I mean, I don't think it helps you at all to play there at night. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy it's a noon game. Personally, let's jump to the lines. Charlie, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, not too bad sitting here with the baby. But uh, main thing I wanted to say. I don't know if it's just the OC at this point, 
I think a lot of it is we thought that Spencer Rattler was going to be more than what he is. Because even with some of the terrible play calling, you still see guys open and Rattler just not making the throw. It looks like he's afraid to make the throw. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Spencer Rattler has has played great football this year. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, and, and you know what's funny, man? I, I, I'll tell you this: I didn't think I'd find myself in this position this year, and I, and I'm not I'm not leading the charge because I, I I'll be honest with you: I think the scheme's so rotten. I don't really know that a change would make a much of a difference. But I mean, at this point, I, I don't see what the harm would be in giving to carry on Joiner a shot to run the offense. I, I mean. We have played what we are. We've played ten games this year. Played so we're 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 twenty three games in. We're twenty three games into Satterfield's tenure, and we've had one really good game on offense. And Dak Joyner was the quarterback. Yeah, Dak Joyner was the quarterback. I mean, <laughs> like, do I think Dak Joyner is a true quarterback by trade at this point? Not necessarily. Like I've said my piece and given my take and my thoughts on Joyner, but. I've also said, and what people missed, right? They only saw one tweet. I've said it all along. The guy has a skill set, right? He has a skill set that, that can help, that can do. And, like, the most electric part of the game on Saturday night was when he came in and he ran it, and then he did that little that little uh, option thing with Juju, and it was like at least it was kind yep. of exciting edge-of-your-seat type deal. I, you know, so – I mean, what the hell, man? I, I just want to score points. I don't give a damn who the quarterback is, but what what what's exactly. the harm in it at this point, you know? To me, personally, I'm more of a fan of a quarterback that can move. Like, since the beginning of the year, we've seen some of the struggles that the O-line can't protect us. I've been saying, hey, maybe let Luke Doty come in to where if protection breaks down, play calling is trash, he can at least take off. He's finally healthy. Yeah. Let Luke Doty, Dak Joyner, anybody with legs. You don't have to build the offense around a pocket passer quarterback when you're not even call, not even trusting him to make throws. Mm -hmm. He doesn't trust the throw. It just it doesn't make sense. A competent offensive coordinator, even if we were to keep Spencer in the entire game, would find a way to build something around his skill set. And if he's going to be the guy, trust him. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense. Hey, maybe, maybe you're right, man. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe Rattler's just not good and they just hitched their wagon to Spencer Rattler. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I found it hard to believe that he's he just a complete. more of just a dink yeah. and dunk passing game. But even with that, we don't have we don't have the type of roster for that. Mm-hmm. At least in my opinion, I'm not a coach, but I'd like to think I know a bit about football at least. Yeah, I don't think we have the roster for some air raid, dink and dunk fifty times a game. But I think that's what Spencer fits. That's kind of the system he came from with Lincoln Riley with a run game both off of it. Yeah. I mean I you know I think it was a bad team. Yeah, I I I don't know, man. It's 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 just all rotten right now. <laughs> so 
hopefully he's got hopefully Satterfield's gone at the end of the year though. Yeah, that's gotta but that's gotta happen. I'll let you get to the next call. Hey, I appreciate the call, Thanks. my man. I just kinda wanted to put my two cents in. Yeah, no, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Great stuff. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven guys. Uh Rebecca texting in. Says Tennessee Vols can kiss my ass and f them. I don't give a damn about them either, Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. Appreciate that. The message we needed today. That was the message we needed today. So, <laughs> hey, on a positive, let me make sure to highlight this. By the way, and guys, I promise that that basketball shows, like basketball takeaways, that will become a much, much, much more prevalent part of the podcast once football season is over. And I do apologize for not mentioning it on the pod today. I should have. I just got so caught up with the the Therapy Monday event session that I forgot to mention that, hey, Carolina beat Clemson on Friday night in men's basketball. How about that? How about that? Uh, great game. Love to see it for Lamont Paris. The Charleston Classic starts on Thursday, so looking forward to that. And uh, women's got a big win over Maryland, and they go to Clemson on Thursday. I might actually be going to that game, by the way. Uh, they play Clemson on Thursday. and So basketball's doing great. Basketball's doing great. So I, I, I promise you guys, once football – once the regular season concludes and we dive more into basketball, that will become more of the focus. Hall of Famer. Here we go. Robbie, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing on this Monday? I'm doing well. I appreciate you asking. What's going on, my friend? Right before I was about to call in, you mentioned, I was like, we're talking about a bunch of negative BS. We're about to talk about some positive stuff that happened mm-hmm. over the weekend. The girls are still undefeated. The men's team beat Clemson by one point, but it's still a W. I don't give a damn, okay? I don't care. Okay. We beat Clemson in something, finally, for the first time in forever. Feels like forever since we've beaten Clemson in something. So I was extremely happy about that, okay? And all all I'll say about this, about Saturday, okay, you can – Dress up a pile of shit. You can put cologne on a pile of shit, but it is still shit. And that is what our offense looked like Saturday. Yeah, I mean that's that's a good way to put it, man. Yeah, just it's just rotten from the in all facets in all phases, man. It's just bad. So I mean, I you know, I mean. <laughs> What can you say, man? You just got and you got that's blasted. Kudos, kudos to the TCU Horn Frogs going into Texas and beating Texas. Holy crap! I did not see that coming. Yeah, kudos to TCU. Yeah, for sure. Now, I, you know it's it's uh, you know, I, I I think what's what's what sucks, man, is that you know even even if decisions have been made behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just really unfortunate that fans are going to have to grin and bear it in, in the meantime and just take it on the chin. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you just – because I and, – and you know what's unfortunate? Like, uh, unless Shane Beamer comes out in his presser tomorrow, his call-in show Thursday, his post-game on Saturday, his, mm-hmm. his teleconference on Sunday, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Shane Beamer's comments are going to do nothing but frustrate for the rest of the season. Like, there's just – there's nothing – like him saying that, you know, we just got we just got to play better. We just got to coach it better. Uh, that's not going to make anybody feel any better. Robbie, I hate to cut you off early. Kelsey Quarles is calling us, so let me see what he's got to say, and uh, I'll get you no back problem, on the line. Dude, I'll no get problem. you back on the line, all right? All right. All right, man.
Here we go. We got Call Kelsey Corals calling in. Kelsey, what's going on, man? I appreciate you calling in. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? Dude, I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Just uh, feeling blessed. Excited to, to be rocking this week. And the sun did still shine today, my man. So, it, you know, <laughs> it's all yeah, about, it's it, all about it, perspective. It came, it came up, but we still, we're still terrible, man. I yeah. don't – I want to – I just want to call it – I just want to say this, man. I know – I know that, you know, we say six and six is okay, but that's the problem. That's the problem that we accept just being mediocre as a football team. When you got guys, some of the best guys uh, in the country playing uh, at South Carolina. You got Jaheim Bell, one of the best tight ends in the country who's going to get drafted. Uh, why is he playing running back? Yeah. You got some of the best receivers. Why are we throwing them off? And then this whole Spencer Rattler conversation. Spencer Rattler, when I when I watched him, uh, when I watched him on Netflix, I told everybody, I said, this dude is a typical light skinned quarterback. He's scared to run. He's all talk. And he's gonna blame everybody else. This dude is not. He's good. He has an arm. Don't get me wrong. But he is not an SEC. He's not a Big Twelve. He's not. He's not a good quarterback. Period. He's just not. He's just not. He does not. South Carolina. South Carolina thrives when you have Stephen Garcias, when you have Connor Shaw's, when you have Savelle Newtons, when you have Dylan Thompson. And Dylan wasn't great at it, but he at least gave you a chance to 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 not be so predictable. Mm-hmm. Because even if it wasn't there, he would pull it down and run. That's what gave us the advantage with Connor. When the, when it wasn't there, when we played Georgia, he 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 flashed Georgia, flashed Clemson, mm-hmm. anybody. Because it just wasn't. It's not always there at times, and that's not the quarterback's fault. It's not overall's fault. And defense got to play defense too. Mm-hmm. So I just and I don't understand. You have the Carolina Carolina who I met when I was. Going to the NFL when I was at South Carolina, great kid, great guy, was one of the best. I think he won Mr. Football in South Carolina when he was. Mm-hmm. Gives you that dual threat at quarterback to be able to say, okay, I got to respect this guy as a runner. I got to respect this guy as a passer. And if you want to do multiple things as like trick plays and try to get outside of the box. You have that opportunity to do that because the dude is playing wide receiver. But you're sitting here wasting this guy's time. Then you have Dottie. Mm-hmm. Put him in. Do something. Like, quit. Like, Bima, I love Coach Bima to death. Don't get me wrong, but he's too soft. And as long as he's soft, as long as he keeps making excuses, that's one thing I learned about Coach Perry and I learned about Coach Warren and I learned about Coach Johnson and all those guys. If you messed up, <laughs> you are going to know. And, and if you wasn't doing a good enough job, you were replaced. And because you just had – that's what the SEC schools can do. That's what you want scholarship to do to go make plays. You're not down there just to, oh, well, let's just go six and six and just be okay with it. No, nah, man, those days need to be over and done. Like, nobody nobody deserves that, and no athlete in his right mind should think that. I think it's well said, man. I think it's well said. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I think everybody, I think everyone after a performance like that on Saturday has to take a step back and look in the mirror and, and hold themselves accountable. And, and Beamer's got to hold those in the building accountable as well. I mean, it's just, it can't, it can't be tolerated, man. It, it's, you know, losing's one thing, but the way that happened, I know you would agree is just, yeah, just can't be tolerated. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's bad because, you know, even I remember when we played LSU, um, my sophomore year, um, yeah, we were damn good. But in the back of my mind, I'm going to be honest, like, damn, we going down to LSU. Like, the shit was intimidating. I ain't going to lie. It was in, that's an intimidating place. But we, we almost won that game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, literally, we almost won that game. Like, we would that's, – that's the thing I'm not understanding. Like, why – why don't we get up for games like this? Like, what's what's the thought process? Are we like, are we just are these guys just there to get this nil nil money and getting this money and they, oh I'm paid now I'm fine I don't got to worry about football or nothing like that. Like it's like there's no there's no oh I just I just want to go out here and play hard not only for the university shit just play hard for yourself make a name for yourself. And it's like we just accept we so we're so used to being mediocre in South Carolina that all oh, well six and six is fine. And yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes people just, just play better than us. Sometimes people have better better game plans than us, but there's no way in God's green earth that you can tell me that every team we should have a fighting chance and be in the game. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's where some of my greatest, you know, frustration comes from is just this trend of, you know, Kelsey, when we lose, just it's 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 uncompetitive. You know what I mean? I, I think that – I think you can – you know, we saw Spurrier do it. You know, even when he was only winning six or seven, the games were – it felt like the games early on. I mean, there were some blowouts, don't get me wrong, but for the most part, the games were close, right? You could see the progress being made. There was a change and a shift in attitude and – you know, it, Carolina looked did not look intimidated against any team they played. So, um, yeah, I, I just I, I don't know what I mean. That, that feels like that's a mental thing. You know what I mean? I I, I don't know what's got to shift to change that. But you know, when we when we have to go off script or you know, it, it it's just it falls apart. And then you have a game like Saturday where just from the jump, you know, you you looked you looked unprepared. You looked confused. You looked. I mean, Beamer. I, I don't know if people heard this, but even in his post game, you know. He, he damn near used the word lethargic to how we looked in the first quarter. I'm like, how is that possible? How can you be lethargic in a game like – like, I mean, I know you would attest to it. I mean, if you need somebody to get you fired up to play in the swamp against Florida, you just don't even have a pulse. You know what I mean? That's – that's No, you, know. you don't. Like, I, and, and unfortunately, I never got to play in Florida because I got hurt against LSU, so I never got to play in Florida. But it's just like – even when you say lethargic, like how can you just accept that? Yeah. Well, how can you have players on this team that oh I care, I care, I care, I care? Like, how do you care if you can't go out here and play hard? Like, why why are you why are you here? Like that's that's the thing that, that I know I say this a lot that pisses me up pisses me off. That's why I, I don't think I could be a college coach at this point anymore because I think these guys are just in it for money now. And I get it. I was I was there. I was a broke college student. I get it. But I just think that, you know, it, it's this NIL thing. And then I think it's just 
having, I think just having a sense of pride about who you play for mm-hmm. and just going out there and literally saying, look, I'm going to go out here and bust them somebody's ass no matter who lined up in front of me. I'm. A, it was, I'll never forget my first game I started against Tennessee. I got my ass whipped the whole game. They had the best offensive line I ever played against. We played Arkansas. They kicked my ass. But you better believe this, buddy. I was going to go out there and give them everything they wanted and more. Like, and it's like, we don't do that. Like, it's just like, we want to see, oh, well, you know, have some joy. What joy do you get out of losing? Nobody don't care about getting no joy out of losing. Looks like Christmas. Like, that ain't no gift. Who gives a, who gives a flip about that? I'd, hey, I'd agree. Listen, I, I I, I, did not. It was not a very joyful Saturday night for me, that's for sure. Nor you, nor anybody else wearing the gold. No, that's, life, so. that's, not, that's, not, that's not joyful. Then you got to – now you got to go play one of the best offenses in America. I don't care if they lost to Georgia or not. Tennessee is a, is, is, a, is just going crazy. Yeah. Then you got to play like, – like, then we got to play Clemson. Like, like those games, you, 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 you wake up for and you, and you want them. And it's just like, when are we going, as a coaching staff, as players, like, when are we going to quit making the excuses to say, oh, maybe next week, maybe next week. Well, the week's going to run out, buddy. And and and, 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 and at some point, you just got to get a sense of pride about yourself and say, look, man, I, I, I'm, the, I'm blessed enough to play Division One football. Let's go out here and play. You got to have the nuts enough to say, look, my OC is off. My quarterback is off. What can we do? We got to make changes. Like, we got to – I don't think – I don't think in the preseason there was competition made, and that's what the problem was. There was no competition for the quarterback position because it, the decision was already made just because of, oh, my name is Spencer Rattler. This dude ain't no Jadavion Clowney. This dude ain't – this dude ain't no Clowney. Like, yeah, you hear that name, you know you got some, some something going good going to happen. Who, who cares about Spencer Rattler? Create competition. Keep these cats on their toes so that every week it's a constant competition to who plays. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I would agree with you. I don't think there was any competition either. I think it was one of those things probably when they were luring him to come to Carolina, they told him immediately off the jump, you're QB1. And, I mean, listen, I, I, yeah, I, I'd i agree with you, man. Bullshit. I think the, the, best, like, yeah, bullshit, the best players should play. That's bullshit. The best players to play, the best, the that's, that's, I think that's very disrespectful to sign to the Carrion Joy that you sit here and, oh, well, going to this, this bowl game, when is this bowl game? Okay, then I'm going to throw you back on the bench. We don't need you. Oh, we're going to give you a couple plays. And every time this dude touches the ball, he does something special. Every time. It is crazy, man. He's he's instant offense, instant offense. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I I don't understand. And the defense, no, the defense has done better. They've done a better job. But I mean, when 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 the when the ball when you can't get the ball downfield, when you're running game, when when you don't have you you recruit running backs, but apparently we need to put tight ends at running back. Make no makes no makes no sense to me. And then we sit here and just. Scratch our heads like, what's going on? Buddy, the ass is right in front of you. Make changes. Like, you want to know what – you want to get out of South Carolina fast? Don't make changes if you ask. 
I agree, man. I, <laughs> I agree. I mean, I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, and I think they're coming. It's, it's just, unfortunately, they're not happening when, uh, when we want them to, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it sure is frustrating in the meantime. That's, that's, that's the tough part. So, um, yeah. And, and I mean, it's, it's frustrating. And I, I'm going to say it's, it's frustrating. I can see if, like, we had no talent. Yeah. And we had nobody on the team that could do it. Okay. Cool. Fine. We can rebuild. Give Beamer his time. Okay. But that's not the case. We got guys. Yeah. Like, we got five star guys. We got four star guys. We got cats in that locker room and we got coaches that can make it happen. We're just not making it happen. Something, Something's not adding up and, and they got to figure out what it is. Kelsey, before I get you out of here, man, I, I got to ask you about the defense. I mean, it's, it's, you give up 374 rushing yards, man. I mean, I, I know you've talked about it before and a mentality and a toughness, but um, I, I think, I think definitely recruiting at the linebacker position, getting some guys in there, I, I think is, a step in fixing that, but anything specifically did you see from the D line or, 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 you know, just, I mean, you give up 374 rushing yards, man. I mean, I think that's a complete, complete defensive failure, if you will, uh, in a game like that. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, man. That's just, again, that's, that's just, to me, uh, that's just a toughness thing. Uh, when you let somebody just literally say, look, I'm about to run the ball. I'm letting you know I'm gonna run the ball, and you can't do nothing about it. That's pride. Like you, you to stopping the run was one of the, the things that Coach Lauren and, and I wish, I wish, if I could have anything come back to South Carolina, that guy right there, Brad Lauren, needs to come back. Uh, that guy taught us how to stop the run, and, and it wasn't just teaching; it was a, it was a mindset and a mentality, like. Look, we're going to stop the run. Like, I don't care about pass rush. We're going to stop the run. And, I mean, I get it. If you don't have the guys, that Pickens is a five-star. This, I watched this dude play at T.L. Hanna. Like, dude was a freak. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we got Jordan Birch, all these guys. Like, we got the guys. We got them. It's just it's, – it's, it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what to say because at the end of the day – those are my brothers. Whether or not what's going on, and I love them all to death. But I mean, at the end of the day, man, it's just it's a pride thing. You can't let. I don't think. I don't think in my whole career we let somebody get over two hundred yard two hundred yards rushing on us. And, it, and it's just a pride thing. Like I love playing the run because I, when we played Georgia in two thousand twelve, I we took like Ty Gurley, Keith Marshall, not not a factor. It's not going to happen. Mm. Like. We just – that's just what we said. Because we knew if we made them pass the ball, it's over. And I just don't know what – I just don't know what to, to to equate it to. I mean, it's just – it's toughness. It's a mindset, and, and it's just – it's want to. You got to want to stop the run because it's hard. And the SEC is hard to stop the run. It, I don't care who you are. It's hard to stop the run. But it's, it's the thing where you just – you got to recruit. You got to coach. You got to teach technique. You got to play technique. You got to you got to play your gap, and you got to get off block. Uh, I think linebacker. If we if we once we get better at the linebacker position, I think that'll help because when you have those double teams and those guys climbing, and you just getting these guys caught up in trails, and you don't got linebackers getting downhill to pull guys off of defensive linemen so they can get off the shed and make plays, and that that factors in it too. But 
And at the end of the day, if you creating if you creating not back at the line of scrimmage and you playing you playing double teams at the line of scrimmage, reach blocks, down blocks, all that stuff like you're supposed to, then you don't have these problems. So I don't know. No, it's well said. No, I, I listen. I preach. That's well said, man. Well said. Well, we got to trust Beamer's going to get it fixed, man. Right? That's all you can do is just trust he's going to get it fixed. So uh, he'll get it. He'll get it fixed, and I think I think he'll get it fixed. I just think that uh, he need to he need to quit being Mister Nice Guy. And oh, it's okay. No, that don't, that's not okay, bro. Because when Spurrier was down there, he didn't hear that. If we lost or you did something wrong, you knew about it. And he and he was going to make sure you knew about it multiple times. So and, and all the soft, soft stuff and have joy and have this, no. Go out there, put your foot up in the cat's ass, write a fire for these cat's ass, and if they don't want to do it, send them home. Like, get guys that want to play for this school, get guys that want to go out here and do the right thing and go out here and play. If we had a bunch of Marshall and Lawrence on our team with that mentality, We'd be undefeated right now. Well said, Kelsey. I think you hit, hit the nail on the head, my friend. I, I appreciate you speaking out and, uh, you know, all of our audience. And I know all of Gamecock Nation uh, values your voice. I surely do. And I, I can't tell you how much it means to me that you would, uh, you know, be willing to call into the airwaves and to share your insight. But, uh, you know, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I trust him Beamer to get it right as well. And, you know, hopefully these are, these are lessons he's going to learn along the way. And, uh, you know, I am confident he's going to do the best thing possible for Gamecocks football. And, but again, I, I think you, I think you touch on a lot of very important points and you make a lot of great points and, you know, we'll just kind of see what happens, but Kelsey, it, it's always a pleasure to hear from you, my man. That's all we can do, man. We're going to, yeah. everybody just quit complaining. Quit, quit complaining. I mean, it is what it is at this point. Yeah. I mean, let's just pray we win these last two, go to a good bowl game, and um, hopefully, it ain't no, it's no hopeless. It better be changes made, or it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be hell in Columbia. I, I tell you that. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would. I would tend to agree with you, my friend. I would tend to. It's agree gonna with be you. hell in Columbia if if that doesn't happen. I, I it's gonna be. It's going to be hell in Columbia, I promise you, and somebody's going to have to answer. Yep, 100%. Kelsey, you're the man, dude. Call in any time you like. Uh, again, I always, always appreciate hearing from you. Absolutely, man. Have a good day. Yeah, man. You too. Take care. Great stuff, man. That's why you tune in to TDC, right? You just never know. Kelsey Quarles, former Gamecocks defensive lineman, and, I mean, drop the mic. You know what I mean? What more needs to be said? Guys, we are going to jump into a quick break. It'll be our last break of the day on the other side. I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Again, I want to say thank you to Kelsey Quarles for calling in. Again, guys, you just never know what you're going to get on TDC. You never know what you're going to get, folks. Um, yeah, so really, really cool stuff. Great to have Kelsey call in. Um, yeah, so...
the phone lines here. Robbie, what's up, man? Hey, buddy. Uh, before I had to, before I had to go, mm-hmm. and trust me, I ain't mad. Okay, I'm not no, mad. You're, you're good. I got nothing but love for Kelsey Quarles. Okay, nothing but love. Because he was a game talk, obviously, and a damn good one. Anywho, at that. Oh yeah, Dude, yeah. I love watching him play. Okay, seriously, because the the players that we had plus him. Okay, anytime we played, no matter where we played, I was like, we got a chance. We got a chance to kick to, to kick this team's ass, mm-hmm. give them a butt whooping, and go home happy. Right. No matter who we were playing, and and also I I meant to I meant to bring this up before I hung up the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad has two shows in two different places on the same night in Fayetteville, North Carolina, I believe, mm-hmm. and. He also might be in the in the future be getting shows in Louisiana. Love to hear it. So yeah, and uh, I will be uh, of course watching the game this weekend. No matter how ugly it gets, mm. I will watch every second of it. And just a disclaimer: my prediction probably is, not, is definitely not going to be pretty come Thursday. I, I wouldn't expect much different, Robbie. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I'm not totally shocked to hear you say that. But, uh, and, uh, but, uh, uh, and of course, whoever Clemson is playing Saturday, I'm going for the. They got Miami, actually. Ooh. Go, go Hurricanes, baby. Go, don't it. Go Hurricanes. But, uh, and, uh, I think. And um, I am honestly to the point with this offense, I don't give a damn who's a quarterback. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Just find the find some way to move the football in the next two weeks. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. Just find some way to move the football the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. We're already going bowling. Just find a way to where whenever we play the next two games, it's going to be difficult as hell for the opponent to stop. Yeah. That's all I want. Yep. We'll that's see. All everybody, that's all everybody else wants. Mm-hmm. Just for the next two weeks, do that. Indeed. Robbie, I'm going to let you go. My guy, phone line's ringing off the hook. I'm trying to get everybody in here no as problem, fast no as I can. Problem, we got no 17 problem. minutes, so I'm going to try to get everybody in no here. Problem. Uh, I agree with you, though, and I appreciate you calling in. Tell your Uncle Boudreaux I said hello, and I know we'll talk to you all week. So. Will do. All right, buddy. Be good, Robbie. You're the man. I'll try. No promises. <laughs> will do. Take care, man. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. Hey, phone lines are open, guys. I know many of you are calling in. Like I said, I'm trying to get as many people in here as I possibly can. Uh, we got 16 minutes to go. We will be taking no more breaks, so phone lines are wide open for you guys. I and mean, this is our this is our therapy Monday. Probably going to feel a lot like a therapy week. Hey, here's the positive, by the way. We can say this now that it's 145. You know, again, guys, technology is just great until it isn't. So, you know, we we sometimes you have technical issues and sometimes you don't. So, thank goodness, thank goodness for uh, for no technical issues today. Everything's been rolling pretty smooth. 
Uh, I don't know what happened early last week. That was just weird, right? Like the, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what was going on, but uh, appreciate you all tuning in, man. I, I'm glad, listen, I'm glad we have this space. I'm glad we have this space to, to vent, to rant. If you guys listen to the podcast that dropped this morning, which you've had, if you have, go check it out. It was a, it was a straight up vent fest for sure. Here we go. What's going on? How are you? Hey, what's up? We're having trouble hearing you, my guy. Is it any better now? You're a little bit better, yeah. You're just a little quiet on your end, but, yeah, it's a little bit better now. Hey, well, um, I'm not able to watch any of the games from the stadium. I've, I've been having to watch them from the TV. Uh, when you go to these games, is, is Rattler missing any of the receivers? You know, it won't let us see yeah. the play open up on TV. Is, is Rattler missing receivers down the field? Or are there receivers open? Or is it just – what's going on? I mean, there, there have definitely been plays this season where he, he, he's missing guys. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. To, 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 to insinuate there haven't would be, I think, foolish. Um, there's definitely plays down the field. Um, you know, there's definitely guys down the field in which he, he, he's, he's missing them, no doubt. So, um, you know, he hadn't played well. The play calling's been dog shit. You know, I just tend to think it starts at the top, but uh, – yeah, it's just been bad all the way around, man. That was my biggest question I mm-hmm. had for you, man. I appreciate you answering it. We haven't been able to get out to any games in about a year and a half. Yeah. You know, the TV only kind of zooms in on a significant part of the play. We right. We get to see it develop. So. Yeah, I mean, on, from – Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you answering my question. Yeah, no doubt, man. No, great question. I appreciate the call. Call in any time. Right on. Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, to, to act like Spencer Rattler is, has played great football all season, I think would be wrong. But it's crazy, though. Like, you look at his game on Saturday, 18 to 26. I mean, he was, he was efficient. He was efficient, right? I mean. Hold on. To accept, to press. Mr. Finds some joy himself. What's going on, man? <laughs> How you doing, my brother? Oh, uh, that 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 made me laugh. So I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, oh, all right, well, let's gosh. do this thing. Uh, yeah. Old Kai Kroger for Heisman. We need to get that out there. He's yeah, the man. Yeah, apparently I brought. I, apparently okay, I yeah. bought the uh, the wrong URL in the preseason when I bought Spencer Rattler for Heisman. It should have been Kai Kroger for Heisman. So, yes, sir. Little Kai did Kroger, I know. We need Dak. We need Dak at QB1, and the only reason I say that is I don't want to blow the red shirt on Dodie. Mm-hmm. I think we need to take that uh, – I think we need to take the uh, offensive coordinator, bench him, slash fire him. Let's let uh, Kitchens and Step run the rest of the year. And my man – my man on defense, what are we going to do? We, we knew we had to stop the run. That's all we had to do. All week long we talked about it. How many yards did you say we gave up? Three what? 374 on the ground. 374. 374. Man, that was embarrassing. Look here, I say Beamer Limbo Ball. Let's keep that rolling. And, uh, man, go Cox. And look here, smoke them as you got them so we can find some joy. You're the man, Chuck. I appreciate it, dude. All right, buddy. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff. Great stuff. Find some joy. Anybody found the joy yet? Oh, I, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm behind Shane Beamer 110%. I mean, here, here's the thing, guys. Let's, let's just call it for what it is, right? Like, you have to be behind Beamer. 
Like, like if you're if you're a fan of the Gamecocks, which if you're tuned to this show, you are, unless you're this Tennessee slap dick who's over here, uh, who's over here, <laughs> who's over here tuned in. But no, you're you're fine. But you're a Gamecock, right? So it's like if you're gonna pull for a team, you know, until it becomes painfully obvious the guy ain't it, like. This early on, you have to believe in Beamer. I don't know what somebody called and hung up. But this early on, like, you have to believe Beamer's the guy, right? Because if not, then you're just approaching every game and every week. Like, what's the point in being a fan if it's that miserable? If you can't find any sense of happiness, right? Like, I mean, if it's – but I, I think these moves, I, I, I think these changes upcoming, these moves that Shane Beamer is going – These moves he's going to make, I mean, they're going to define his tenure. Here we go. Hunter, what's up, man? Hey. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, that's my fault. My phone was acting up. Or unless someone nah, you're good. You're time. good. What's going um, on? Yeah, so uh, I don't know how you feel about the eclipsing time because that's at 12 o'clock and usually it's a night game. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, either way, we're like to see, you know, if you get it over with at all. But I don't know how I feel about the 12 o'clock game. Uh, I am, uh, I'm happy with the noon kick, honestly. Uh, the last thing I'd want is have to go play at their place at night. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a shame, man, because again, with an, with an average offense, I'd actually feel pretty good about our chances to beat Clemson. But I mean, dude, after you lose to yeah. somebody 38 to six and you don't score a single offensive point, how can you feel good about beating anybody? Like, yeah, not at all. I, I mean, I mean, my joy meter's at zero. Like, I, I have none. I have none. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's, there's nothing about this football team that makes me joyous, right? Nothing. L- literally I mean, nothing. What I, what I except for, for Beaver Ball. You know, I mean, I said, I said this probably like two games before, and you know, against uh, before Missouri, and I thought we were going to beat Missouri because of Texas A&M, but you know, Texas A&M is still not really doing well, and they still lost in Auburn, and I, I don't know. I mean, I keep having the things in my head. Even Vanderbilt beat Kentucky at Kentucky. So, I mean, I get I get a lot of these uh, thoughts in my head. Like, damn, I mean, maybe, maybe we do really suck. But, you know, I don't know. I just, maybe I'm just getting in my head or something. But I'm just hoping we get better next year. <laughs> That's all you can hope for, man. <laughs> That's all you can hope yeah, for, yeah, my I mean, man. I know it's just football. I know yeah. it's just football and all. I mean, you know, but yeah. you can't help it when you root for a team and, you know, they've been stuck for, like, you know, the past seven years. You just want to win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, for sure. No, I mean, listen, I, I'm, we're all frustrated as we should be. As we should be. It's not good enough, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we got it. We got to win, win, you know, with Clemson, but at death Valley, I, don't, I, I doubt it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well said, Hunter. I appreciate the call, my man. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, man, and one more question. Yeah. Uh, what, what, so, who, who do you think we're going to be playing in the bowl game? Dude, I have no clue at this point. I mean, I think it depends on what we do the last two games, what everybody else does. I mean, the projections are kind of – the projections are kind of all over the place. So, I, I'd love right. to see us go to the Music I mean, City Bowl. Like, I've never been to Nashville. I mean that'd be a yeah, cool yeah. matchup. It'd I be mean, u- it'd be unique. So 
Oster, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I heard Clemson was playing North Carolina. I guess they already got that stuff, so. Yeah. But that's all I got to say. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, Hunter, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Great stuff from Hunter. You know, I, I'm just sitting here thinking that, you know, I, I – I said when Beamer was hired, right, let's let's be patient, give him time. As long as you're going to postseason the first four to five years, you're able to build and stack recruiting classes. And and I, and I stick by that. But, you know, we're going to do postseason grades, right, once once this regular season or once this season's over, what have you. Um, and I, I'm not – trying to sit here and write off the last two games, but we probably know what's coming, right? Especially Saturday. Probably going to finish six and six. I feel worse about a six and six finish than I even expected myself to. You know, I, th- I, I, I knew six and six was a possibility right over the summer. Because I felt like, hey, you know what? We're in the SEC. We play some really good teams. You know, we could add all this talent and, and possibly not win as many because the schedule's tough and, and what have you. But when you look at the way, you know, I talked all preseason. I can't be a hypocrite. When you talk about the way you win and lose and the way things have played out. And, you know, I I, I talk all preseason as well when I do position at previews, right? And, and the reason I try to keep the expectations realistic because, you know, over the summer, everybody's 0-0, and everybody's got these high hopes and expectations, and they think this guy's going to be an All-American, and this guy, and this guy, and this guy, and this guy, and this is this is going to overachieve, and this is going to overachieve, and this is going to – and it's like that's not how things work out, right? For any football team, not just South Carolina. Like, there's some things they're going to do better than expected. There's some things that are probably going to do a little bit worse than expected or underachieve, and there's going to be some things that meet expectations, right? So the truth lies somewhere in the middle. But, I mean, when you look at this football team, Beamer ball has been a, a, a ray of sunshine. It has been the joy for this football team. Outside of that, you know, Marshawn Lloyd being healthy and being productive when healthy, I think that's obviously been a bright spot. But literally outside of those two things, and Nicky Minwari playing well as a freshman, outside of those things, I cannot think of anything. That, that I look at and say, like, that was a success. That overachieved. That was a pleasant surprise. Like, everything that I had questions about, I feel like panned out a hundred times worse than I expected. And so if things go down the path that they look like they're headed down and you lose, and you lose in dramatic fashion, you lose emphatically, you lose by 14-plus, whatever it is, you get blown out, and you finish six and six. You know, I thought over the summer that I'd be like, you know what, SEC's tough. It's okay. It'll it'll be a massive failure. It, it, it's it's a failure because of the coaching malpractice, because of the 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 squandering of the talent you have on the offensive side. And again, I'm not sitting here saying you should be Tennessee. You should be the number one scoring offense in college football. But my God how bad you've been against anybody who's worth a damn. It was the problem last year, and it's the problem this year we're having. Guys, if you really call it for what it is, over these first two seasons of Shane Beamer, we ain't beat anybody worth a damn. We have not beat anybody worth a damn. What's your best win this year? 
You got three conference wins. One of them's against Vanderbilt. The other one's against Kentucky without their shit. They, they just lost to Vandy. And the other one is against Missouri. Against um, Texas A&M, who's a dumpster fire. Rebecca, what's going on? How are you? Good. I thought I'd get my call in before uh, this weekend. Yeah, it's a big week. It's a big week indeed. I've been waiting on this game for all year long. I'm telling you. Yep. Yep, it's a it's a it's a big game for sure. Okay, I want you to make a clip so I'm gonna say something so that you can put it on the uh, on the first up. All right, Show go ahead. Or whatever. For all the Tennessee fans and the football team, Rebecca has spoken, the queen of the Spurs Up show, that y'all can kiss my ass and our ass and we don't give a flying monkey ass about y'all. And we don't give a damn. And we don't give a two shit about y'all. So, I, that's what I have to say to all the Tennessee fans and the football team. For all I care. Thank you and have a good day. Well said, Rebecca. Thank you. What a call. What a call. Rebecca just knows how to whisper sweet nothings in your ear when you need it most. Well said. Guys, it's 159. We're about to wrap this thing up. Hey, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Check out the podcast that dropped this morning. Episode 728, of course, Therapy Monday. Your questions, your, your, your voicemails as well, and my full rant, my full thoughts on uh, the game on Saturday. You know, I, I'll just say this. You know, there, there will be brighter days. You know, there, there will be more fun shows than this one today. And I believe in Shane Beamer. I, I, I do. But, you know, these, these, these decisions – these decisions he has upcoming. Because, guys, there's it's not like 100% guarantee that Shane Beamer is going to work out. It's a work in progress. We believe in him. I believe in him. You believe in him. Again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put his name on merch. I wouldn't put his name on merch if I didn't, but, you know. Chase, Queen Slayer, what's up, man? How you doing? Just delete the clip. That's all I got for you. <laughs> oh, God. Appreciate the Queen Slayer. No, nah, it's uh, but you know, it's it's Shane Beamer will have to make some very tough decisions, which they don't feel like they should be all that tough. But the decisions that Shane Beamer makes over the next month or two will 
completely shape his tenure here. Flat out. So, guys, it's crazy how time flies on a therapy Monday. But, hey, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Thank y'all so much. Um, stay tuned to all the content, of course. TDC, normal this week. Monday through Friday, noon to 2. Podcast will drop Wednesday and Friday along with today as well. And uh, outside of that, man, looking forward to seeing y'all Saturday at Seawells. And another exciting week. Tons of content. Uh, again, I appreciate y'all the love, the support. And, uh, yeah, we're all in this thing together. Hey, I'm out of here. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Have a fantastic rest of your Monday. And we will talk to you all tomorrow.